The following message is brought to you by New Song Church and Pastor Joshua Blunt in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. For more information on New Song, visit us online at newsongpeople.com. If you have your Bible, go to Ephesians chapter 4 and Matthew chapter 18. We're in a series right now called Red Letter, and we've been talking about and focusing in on those, those words in your Bible that are in red, because those were the words of Jesus. They were words he spoke. And we're focusing in on these words because the, the more we understand what Jesus said and what Jesus wanted for his disciples and for people, the better we understand the heart of God. And so we've been focusing in on these red letters this whole summer. In a couple of weeks, we're going to start a new series. This is actually my last message in the Red Letter series. Next week, Pastor Sarah Blunt will be preaching, so buckle up. And I know what she's preaching on. It's going to be really good. You're not going to want to miss it, so make sure you're back here with us next week. But today, this message has been stirring in my heart for a long time. And, and I will also say this. At the core of this message is, is the idea that really turned my life around. And I believe that there's, for some of you today, whether you recognize it or not, you may find yourself living in a bit of a prison cell. The door's open, but you're still in it. And I believe God wants you to walk out of, out of that and walk into freedom today. And so today I'm going to talk to you about how you do that. And what I want to talk to you about is what Jesus said about forgiveness. And so to kind of position ourselves for this, I, I just want us to do something as a church. I want to lead you in a prayer this morning. And I want this prayer to be your heart position when it comes to God, because I can preach a great message on this, and God can be here to speak to you, but if your heart's not open to receive it, you're going to miss out. So here's what I want you to do. Just sitting there, right where you are, if you're comfortable, just kind of put your hands up like this. And we're doing this because this is, a, this is kind of a, a, an outward expression of our inward heart. And we're saying right now, we want to receive all that you have for us, Lord. So if you would, let me, let me lead you in a prayer. Lord, we just come to you today. And, and we say, Lord, that we need you and we recognize that there may be some stuff in our life that we're holding on to that we need to let go. There may be some stuff in our life that is weighing us down. It's keeping us from the fullness of life that you want for us. And so today we say, our hands are out like this because we're saying we want all of you. And whatever you have to say, we want to hear it. And so I pray, Lord, that you give us eyes to see and ears to hear all that you have for us. We thank you for what you're going to do, and we give you all the praise and the glory and the honor. In Jesus' name, everybody said, amen, amen. amen. Um, when I was in my early 20s, I had a situation in my life where there was a person in my life that had been in my life my whole life, and they really did something that hurt me, and it, it hurt me like really bad. And when it happened, I felt like, uh, I felt like it was like they threw me away almost like they stabbed me in the back. And it bothered me. And it bothered me in a major, major way. Maybe some of you can relate to this, but every time I would, I would think about them, and I thought about them. I didn't want to think about them, but I'd think about them. Like if I was mowing the lawn, or riding my car, or going on a jog, I would start to think about that person and what they did. And, and I was wondering, like, why? Like, how could they do that to me? They know me. How could they treat me like this? How could they... Just throw me away like that. And then from there, I would start to go down these other paths of like wanting to get revenge and being angry and like bitterness. And uh, because, you know, I, I, this person had been in my life and there were other people in my life that that person was in their life, there would be times that I would be around other people and they would begin to talk about this person. And when they're talking about it, I mean, internally, I'm going, I don't want to 
hear about them. Oh, they're doing good? Great, I love that, yeah, good. Good for them. Like, not out externally, internally, this is what's going on. And, and I'm also thinking, you know what? If you knew what I knew, like if you knew what they did to me, if I just exposed them to you, and so I'd start going down these, these paths and it wasn't good. But I knew that I couldn't like stay here, right? I'm a Christian, raised in church, parents were in ministry. I knew the word of God, I knew this wasn't good. So, you know, I gotta go pray about this. <laughs> Forgive this person. So Lord, I ask you to help me to forgive so-and-so because they're a jerk. And uh, I don't know. I just hand them over to you, Lord. Just do whatever you want to do. Like if you want to pour out some wrath on them, I'm good with that. Like some Egyptian plague type stuff. Like, you know, I mean, I don't want you to kill their firstborn. I'm not crazy, but you know, boils would be nice. Something like that, plague of frogs, I don't know, whatever you got. I just release them to you. I release them to you, those jerks to you in Jesus' name. Now, it wasn't quite that bad, but it was bad. And, and I couldn't seem to get over it. Like, I just couldn't seem to move on. It just seemed to be there, no matter what I did. And now, I, I'm guessing that as I talk about this right now, you might be thinking of somebody. Maybe someone is going through your mind right now. Maybe there's a situation in your life where somebody hurts you. And, and listen, I'm not saying that what they did was okay. Because maybe what they did was really, really wrong and really awful. Maybe they, 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 they abandoned you. Or they turned their back on you. Or they threw you away. Or they embarrassed you. Or they cheated on you. Or they ran out on you. And it's caused you to have sleepless nights. It's caused you to have relationships kind of go away. Maybe what they did caused other relationships to fall apart. Maybe they stole something from you, your innocence, your joy, your peace. Okay, whoever you're thinking about right now and whatever that situation may be, and I don't know what it is, but I can tell you this, you need to forgive them. Now, I know what you might be thinking, like, Pastor Josh, you don't understand. You don't know what they did. This wound is deep. This cut is fresh. Like, this still hurts. I, I can't just forgive him. Listen, I, I get it. I may not be able to relate to what it is you're dealing with right now, but I, I do know this. If you don't choose to forgive him, if you continue to hold on to this, it's going to hurt you. And it's going to keep you from the life that God's called you to. It's gonna keep you from the freedom that you wanna experience and that, by the way, God wants you to experience and Jesus made a way so you could. But if, but if you don't choose to walk in forgiveness, you're the one that's gonna get hurt. When I, when I think about forgiveness, I kind of think of it like this. Okay, I got this cup here this morning. And forgiveness, like something happens in our life and when it happens, you know, we have this thing now that we're holding on to. And I think what a lot of times we end up thinking is, okay, I know I can't just like keep it right here, you know, so I'll do this. I'll kind of put it out here and I'll just keep it, you know, at arm's length distance. It's not right beside me. I'll, I'll keep it out here. And, 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 and at the beginning, when we first start here, it, you know, we feel pretty good about it. We feel pretty strong. But over time, as we continue to maintain this posture and we, and we continue to immerse ourselves and what they did, and we nurse what they did. You know, we keep it alive in our life. We nurse it. And we 
We curse them because of what they did and keep bringing it up and talking to people about it and we rehearse it, you know. See, what we like to do is what this happens and so it becomes this, this marker of our life that now we live from. And then we, we go, okay, well, man, I need to talk to somebody, so I'll talk to everybody. I'll just start telling everybody about this. And, and, and really, let me, let me say this. It's important that when you're struggling with a pain and a hurt in your life, you have some trusted people, maybe three, maybe five people that you talk to. But if you're talking to more than that, you're not trying to get healing. You're just trying to get attention. Can I be real with you this morning? But see, here's what happens. The longer I hold on to this like this, the more it starts to hurt. Like if I keep this up, I'm going to start sweating here in a moment. Like you go home today and hold out a cup like this for a little bit and it's crazy. Like it starts off pretty easy, but the longer you hold it, the more this shoulder's starting to burn a little bit, starting to hurt a little bit. But this is what we do. We hold on to it and it becomes more painful in our life. And it becomes more of a thing that we, our focus and our attention goes to. So what do we do? What do we need to do? Here's what we need to do. Put it down. Let it go. And you know, as soon as I did that just now, there was immediately some health that took place. Like, it feels better already. But I'll also say this, it doesn't feel totally better yet. Like, there's still some residual burning and, and pain in my shoulder right now. And it's kind of like this. Like, forgiveness is like, you know, you, let's say you got a really bad cut on your leg, okay? And so you go to the, the hospital because you're bleeding. It's a gaping wound. It's bad. You got to do something about this. So you go to the hospital and what are they going to do? Well, they're going to look at it and then they're going to, they're going to clean it and then they're going to stitch you up and then they're going to put a bandage on it. And then they're going to allow you to stay at the hospital for the rest of your life until it's better, right? No, no. What do they do after they bandage it up? They, they kick you out. They send you on your way. Now, are you completely healed? No, but the environment has been created that you can maintain that will lead to healing. Listen, this is what forgiveness is. When we choose to forgive, we're creating an environment with the Lord where that healing can take place. But, but every time we keep coming back and we keep picking it up and we keep holding on to it, it's kind of like we rip that Band-Aid off and we start picking at it. Or we get that little, all of a sudden we feel it one day and we're like, oh, I gotta, something's wrong. I gotta rip this off or I gotta, I gotta itch, scratch that little itch because sometimes it feels good to scratch that little itch, right? It feels good to tell people why we're the way we are, doesn't it? You hearing me this morning? But what we really need if we're gonna heal is we need to say, no, I'm gonna release this and I'm gonna immerse myself in the love of God and I'm gonna, I'm gonna reverse this and what it's done to me so that I can disperse it out of my life and I can move on and move ahead in what God has for me. Can I get an amen? amen? The Bible says this in Ephesians 4. I told you to turn there. It says this. It says, let all. Everybody say all. all. Say it like you mean it. Say all. All, all means all, right? Yep. We've been over that. All means all. The Greek word for all means all. All of it. Let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice, and be kind to one another, tenderhearted. Say these next three words, forgiving one another. Say it again, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ Jesus forgave you. So we've got to put away some garbage that we're holding on to, and we've got to forgive like Jesus. 
The next verse says this, Ephesians 5.1, therefore be imitators of God as dear children. So we're, what this verse is telling us, we need to act like Jesus. It says, and walk in love as Christ also has loved us and given himself for us. So, so here's the call of God for you when it comes to forgiveness. We're to act like Jesus. Now, here's the thing. This call, this standard that we're invited to when it comes to forgiveness, let me just tell you, this is the highest standard possible. Like, this is like serious. Because if, when you understand the kind of forgiveness that Jesus Christ has offered you, it's unbelievable. But, but here's why God calls us to this level of forgiveness. Because when me and you aspire to have the kind of forgiveness Jesus had, in order to aspire for that, I have to focus on that. And when I focus on the kind of forgiveness that Jesus had for me, it empowers me to walk in forgiveness to other people, no matter what they've done. You see, your revelation of the forgiveness you, you've received from Jesus, it'll fuel the fire for the forgiveness you can release through Jesus. When you come to understand how much Jesus loved you and how much he was willing to forgive you for, man, it's powerful. Let me, let me say it like this. Uh, if you focus on what he did, on what Jesus did, it'll help you forgive what they did. And, and, and think about how Jesus forgave you. In Luke 22, we're told that Jesus, hanging on, hanging on the cross, how was he hanging on the cross? By nails that had been driven into his hands and feet, bleeding, bloodied, marred beyond, his visage, visage was marred beyond recognition. That's Jesus, hanging on the cross, beaten, abused, spit on, beard ripped out, mocked, ridiculed, Jesus, in that moment, he says, Father, forgive them. Forgive them. Forgive them. Who's them? Them is the people that put him on that cross. Forgive them, for they don't know what they're doing. And when he says that, realize no one has come to him and say, hey, we, we, we were wrong. Like, we, we messed up. This was dumb. Sorry. Forgive us. No, no. This is the forgiveness of Jesus. It's unconditional. It's offered before it's even asked for. And this is the kind of forgiveness we're to walk in. It's a high standard, but it's what being a Christian really looks like. Look at this with me, Matthew 18. I told you to turn there. Jesus talks about forgiveness. These are red letters of Jesus here. Verse 21 it says, Peter came to Jesus and asked, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brothers when he sins against me? He says, up to seven times. Now, I don't know about you, but if I'm going to Jesus and I'm like, okay, you know, I'm gonna, I want to know the number, I'm probably going to throw a number out there that I think sounds a little bit extreme. Because so, I'm hoping, I'm not, I don't want to shoot low where Jesus is like, no, way more than that. Like I want to shoot a number out there hoping that he's going to say, oh, no, not that much. It should be like two. <laughs> That's what I think he's hoping for. So he throws out this seven what does Jesus say? I love this. Jesus answered, I tell you, not seven times, but 70 times seven. So for the math whizzes in here, 490. 490. So what Jesus is saying here is that when someone messes, messes you know, up in your life, hurts you, in that moment, you need to make a mark. And you go, all right, you got 489 left. <laughs> and I'm keeping track. Is that what Jesus says? No. He's not saying when they hit 491, it's like, well, it's over. <laughs> Hit your limit. Enjoy wrath and anger and bitterness from me, and I'm allowed to do it now. No. 
Really what Jesus was doing when he says 490 is he's pointing to a number that to, to the Hebrew people, it had great significance. In the book of Daniel, it talked about how the people of Israel were gonna go into captivity because of sin and they were gonna be for 490 years slaves and they were gonna be pulled away from their families and their homeland and their traditions and horrible atrocities are gonna take place and they've been living in that waiting for the Messiah to come. So when Jesus says 490 to them, it means something. It means even in the worst situations, even under the worst conditions, you're to forgive. You're to forgive others. See, what Jesus is saying here is his call to forgiveness is not about keeping score. It's about having a heart that says, I'm not going to keep score. I'm going to lose count. My forgiveness is just going to be offered. Even when things are bad, even when things are ugly, even when I feel like I deserve something else, I'm going to offer you forgiveness. Then he goes on to kind of share this parable. Look at these red letters of Jesus, verse 23. He says, the kingdom of heaven is like a king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. So he starts telling the story, okay, there's this king and he's got some people that owe him money. And so now he's going to these people to get back what is owed to him. Verse 24, as he began the, the settlement, a man who owed him 10,000 talents was brought to him. I'm sorry, I'm in the wrong place. No, 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 I'm in the right place. Never mind, sorry. 10,000 talents is brought to him. So, okay, so this guy's brought to him and it says in verse 25 that he was not able to pay. So 10,000 talents. 10,000 talents is the equivalent of 160,000 days of wages. Oh, wow. Or, Bible scholars will tell you it's about uh, $6 billion. So it's a debt that can never be repaid. That's what he's getting at. Which, by the way, if that sounds familiar, that's how we come to Jesus. We come to God with a debt we cannot pay. It's impossible for us to pay it back. That's where we all find ourselves. So he's got this huge debt, verse 25. Since he was not able to pay, the master ordered that he and his wife and his children and all that he had be sold to repay the debt. Verse 26, the servant fell on his knees before him. He said, be patient with me, he begged him, and I will pay you back everything. Verse 27, the servant's master took pity on him and canceled the debt and let him go. So Jesus unpacks this little story about this guy who's got this insane debt and he can never repay it. And in this story, this king, this master, who's a picture of God, shows him unbelievable forgiveness, extravagant forgiveness. He doesn't say, okay, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to erase five billion of it. So all you got to pay me back is a billion. He didn't say that. He doesn't say, I'm going to erase all of it but a million. No, he just releases him of all of it. Doesn't ask him to pay back a dime. Which again, this is a picture of us when we come to Jesus. We come to Jesus, we have this huge debt of sin, and when we come to God and we ask him to forgive us, he doesn't say, okay, I forgive you, but now you owe me. You still owe me some. No, it's completely erased, completely forgiven. And this is so important because see, when you really, again, going back, when you really understand the kind of forgiveness that God offers us, it's so powerful for you. See, no matter what you're dealing with today, and we may, you may have good reason to be upset with somebody because of hurt and pain that they've caused in your life, but no matter what, I think we can all agree that we've all done probably far worse in our life to God and the way we've lived and the sins we've committed and the things that we've continued to operate in. And yet God forgives us and offers us relationship. 
goes on to say this, verse 28. But when that servant went out, okay, so this is the guy with the $6 billion debt, right? He's been forgiven. He's been released. He goes out. It says he found one of his fellow servants, so someone like him, that owed him 100 denarii. 100 denarii is 100 days wages. It's the equivalent of about $10,000, they say, which, you know, somebody owes me 10 grand. I'm going to want it back, okay? But it's not $6 billion. It's not like an unbelievable debt. Like, it's doable for, for somebody. But check out what happens here. Next verse says, he grabbed him and began to choke him. So get this, the guy that was just forgiven a $6 billion debt now has his hands around the throat of this guy that, owns, that owes him $10,000 and he's choking him. Like, that's crazy, right? Like we hear that and we go, what is with this guy? He says, pay back what you owe me, he demanded. Look at verse 29. His fellow servant fell on his knees and begged him. Does this sound familiar? If it does, it's because this is exactly what he did before. He begged him. He said, be patient with me. I will pay you back. This is the exact same words that he said to, his, to, the, to the master. It says, but he refused. Instead, he went off and had the man thrown into prison until he could pay the debt. Now, here's a question for you. How is the guy going to pay back the debt if he's in prison? Like, if he really just wants the debt to be paid, throwing the guy in prison is like the worst way to get it paid back. But what we see here is the heart of this guy. He doesn't just want, you know, his money back. He wants this guy to suffer. He wants this guy to pay for what he did. He wants him to deal with something that's extreme. Verse 31 says this, when the other servants saw what had happened, I want you to notice this, there are other people watching. Other people like them that were watching that saw it. And I want you to know today, there are people watching you. As a Christian, as a father, as a mother, as an employee, as an employer, there are people watching you. They're watching how you walk in forgiveness. They're watching what you do. It says they were, they were greatly distressed and went and told their master. So they go to the king and they told him everything that happened. And then the master called the servant in. So the king calls this guy back in that, that has the $6 billion debt that he had forgiven. He calls him back in and he says, you wicked servant. I canceled all the debt of yours because you begged me. Now check out these red letters from Jesus here. Shouldn't you have had mercy on your fellow servant just as I had on you? That's a good question. Verse 33, or verse 34. In anger, his master turned him over to the jailers to be tortured until he should pay back all that he owed. And then Jesus says this, this is how your heavenly father will treat you unless you forgive your brothers from your heart. Okay, so something I want to make sure you catch here, because I think sometimes when we're, when we're living with unforgiveness in our life, we, we tend to think it's really not hurting anybody. Like, you know, I'm mad at that person, but like, I'm not going to seek revenge. I'm just, I just don't want to let it go. Like, I don't want to just let them off the hook. That feels like they're winning. I don't want that. So I'm just going to hold on to this grudge. So grudge. And we think, yeah, it's not really hurting anybody. It is hurting somebody. It's hurting you. It's hurting you. When, you. when you hang on to this, it hurts you. It does damage. Jesus says, look at what Jesus says. Look at this again. This is how my heavenly father will treat each of you unless you forgive your brothers from your heart. He says that in verse 35. How will he treat you? Look at verse 34. In anger, his master turned him over to the jailers to be tortured until he should pay back all that he owed. 
When, when we're walking in unforgiveness, we, we get turned over to the torturers. We get released from the hands of God into the hands of an enemy who wants to steal, kill, and destroy you. There's an enemy called the devil who's real and he wants to steal, kill, and destroy you. And he's looking for any opportunity to do that. And when we, we walk in unforgiveness, we're leaving a door open for him to come in and do just that. See, what I want you to see is unforgiveness hurts you. It hurts you. You may have it pointed at somebody else, but it's you that's getting hurt right now. Look at this verse with me, Hebrews 12, verse 15. Look after each other so that none of you fails to receive the grace of God. That's what I'm trying to do this morning. I'm trying to look after you because I don't want you to miss out on some of this incredible grace that God has for you. It says, watch out that no poisonous root. Everybody say poisonous root. Poisonous root. Say it again, poisonous root. Poisonous root. No poisonous root. A bitterness grows up to trouble you. Who does it trouble? You. Troubles you. Turn to the person beside you and say, it troubles you. I'm pointing at yourself and say, it troubles me. I don't know about you. I don't want that. You know, what, you know what a poisonous root does? It attacks at the roots. Like, like if you've got a plant or a bush and a poisonous root comes at it, what it's going to do is it's going to try to choke it out at the roots because the roots are where that tree, it's one of the ways that tree receives life. That bush receives life. It tries to choke it out there. The same way what unforgiveness does is it chokes us out at the source. When we have unforgiveness in our heart, we can't hear God clearly like we want to. We can read the Bible, but we don't get revelation from it because this is what we're doing. The Holy Spirit's coming to you and he's saying, hey, you need to forgive them. And we're going, I don't want to hear that. You be quiet. Shh. And guess what? The Holy Spirit's a gentleman. He doesn't go where he's not invited. And when you're shushing him, here's what he says. Okay. You don't want me? You don't get me. And then later on, we're like, well, well, God, I need you to show me what to do. I need your help. And God's going, when you're ready to get this right, we can address that. You get anything out of this this morning? I, I'm not trying to beat you up. I hope you know that. I want to help you. Because some of you, you're in a prison cell and the door is wide open. Jesus opened the door, but you got to walk out. And there's an opportunity to walk out, but you got to choose to walk out. You got to choose to say, I'm not going to let this root of bitterness choke God away from me, choke out my purpose, choke out what God wants to do in my life. I'm not going to do that. Jesus says in verse 33, he says, shouldn't you have had mercy on your fellow servants just as I had on you? Shouldn't we as Christians be walking and offering forgiveness like Jesus has offered us. Th think about this. Think about this. This hit me one time. You think about the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ, okay? At the heart of the gospel, which is good news, what is at the heart of that good news? Here it is, that you can be forgiven when you don't deserve it. That's the gospel. That's like the core of it. That's why we go, oh, that's good news. I don't deserve this, but I get it anyways, that's the heart of what Jesus made available to us. So if that's what Jesus offers us and we're Christians, which by the way, just a reminder, means we're Christ followers, which means we're trying to act Christ-like, shouldn't that be something that we're striving for? I think it should. So how do we do it? All right, let's get practical. You wanna get practical? Let's talk about how we experience this freedom that God wants you to have that comes in forgiveness. First step is this, you gotta choose to forgive. You gotta choose to forgive. You say, Pastor Josh, I don't feel like forgiving. 
Well, just like you don't feel like going to the hospital when you have a wound, like no one likes going to the hospital, unless you're a doctor, because you get paid a lot to go to the hospital, but no one else is like, oh, dude, I'm, I got a big cut. Sweet. I, have, I get to go to the hospital. Woo. No, <laughs> we don't want that. But we go because we, we need to go. And in the same way, like, you may not feel like forgiving, but we don't live by our feelings. And what happens is we make the choice and the feelings follow. We make the choice to forgive, and then the feelings that we want to experience that come for, for, from forgiveness, they follow. Just like it may hurt right now, but when it's bandaged up and cleaned and, and is, is, is done the right way, then the feeling of pain that we're experiencing there is going to go away over time as we continue to remain in that place. But if we don't go there, if we're not willing to go there, you're going to stay bound by that thing. And this thing is going to become the mark of your life. And it's going to continue to hurt you. You got to be willing to put it down. You got to be willing to forgive. Matthew 6, 14 and 15 says this, for if you give, forgive others, people, when they sin against you, your heavenly father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others of their sins, your father will not forgive your sins. If you're taking notes, jot this down this morning. Forgiveness withheld is healing delayed. Forgiveness withheld is healing delayed. So if we want healing, what do we do? We make the choice. And we say, let's choose it now. Like, let's quit putting this off because it's hurting us. Let's forgive. We got to choose to forgive. Here's number two. You got to choose to release. Choose to release. What, what do I mean by that? You got to choose to drop the charges to say, that person who wronged me, and again, listen, I'm not saying what they did was okay. I'm not justifying what they did. But I'm saying that forgiveness, the call to forgiveness that Jesus calls us to is the kind that says, I will forgive you anyways, and you don't owe me nothing, even an apology. I'm going to let it go. And I'm going to trust it into the hands of God. You say, well, but I, but, but I want some revenge. What they did was wrong, and they should, I, I want justice to be served. Well, listen, God is a just judge. Do you know that? The Bible makes it clear. He's a just judge. And these people that wrong other people, they're not getting away with anything. Their sin will be judged. It'll either, they can either choose to repent and have it judged through the cross of Jesus and be forgiven like, like you were, <laughs> or they'll be judged for it for eternity. But it'll be judged. It'll be dealt with. So who is it better that we allow to make that decision? Us or God. We got to release it over to God. I release this, Lord. I, I put it into your hands. I trust you with it. I believe that you'll do the right thing. Now, let me say this. When I, when I talk about releasing it, because I think sometimes when we talk about forgiveness, people say, I don't want to forgive them because I don't want to really invite them back into my life. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying that you have to just trust that person completely and allow them back into your life. Forgiveness uh, of forgiveness and restoration are two different things. And, and, and trust means you need a track record. Like, for example, you know, if somebody abused one of my children, I'm called by scripture to forgive them. But I ain't letting them babysit. I'm not just letting them back into my life. 
They're gonna have to prove a lot to me and I may never let them back in, in that, at that same level. And that's okay. If someone has hurt you, abused you, done stuff that has a track record of abuse, you're called by Jesus Christ to forgive them, but you don't have to welcome them back into your life and put up with that junk anymore. Can I get an amen? Let me say this specifically. If you have been, women in here, if you've been abused physically by a man, that is wrong, that is coward behavior. It is not okay, and you do not have to put up with that. And all the men said amen, right? Don't put up with that. Don't be a doormat. God hasn't called you to be a doormat. Don't put up with that, amen? Here's number three. Repent for unforgiveness. Say, what? <laughs> so years ago, I was, I was uh, there was this pastor guy that I had heard about. I was working at, a, at this big church in Dallas, and there was a guy on staff there that was in his 80s, and he had been in ministry for 50 plus years, and you could just tell this guy, man, he was just a man of God and full of wisdom, and, and, uh, and so just young people, just so you know, when you, when you find somebody like that, like spend some time with them pursue them. Okay. So I pursued this guy. I, I reached out to him and I said, Hey, I'd love to spend some time with you and just, you know, share my story and, and allow you to speak into my life. And so uh, we set up a meeting and I went to his office and we started talking and he started asking me to kind of, you know, share my story. And so I was telling him about my story and it came up as we were talking about this situation that had happened years before where that person hurt me and and, and I was telling him how I forgave him because I had done a lot of, I'd walked out a lot of forgiveness. And I'm telling this guy about, you know, they wronged me and they did this, you know, but I've forgiven them and I released it over to the Lord. And I'm sharing this and I'm internally thinking like, I'm pretty awesome. I bet this guy's pretty impressed. Like, you know, I'm probably gonna get done sharing this and he's gonna be like, dude, I need to spend more time with you. you I, you're such an amazing person. But that's, that's not exactly what happened. I got, I got done and he's looking at me for a minute and now, I, you know, he was listening, I'm sure, to the voice of the Holy Spirit, but he said, I, it sounds like you've taken a lot of great steps, Josh. I just have one question for you. Have you ever repented for that season of your life where you were walking in unforgiveness towards that person? I was like, I didn't even know that was a thing. <laughs> he said, yeah, you know, if you... Unforgive or sin is when you miss the mark. And when you're operating in unforgiveness, you're not forgiving somebody, you're missing the mark of God. And the Bible says when we sin, we got to repent. We need to ask for forgiveness of that. Confess your sins so that you can be healed. So I said, well, I want to do this. And so right there in his office, I prayed and I asked God to forgive me. I said, Lord, I'm sorry. I repent for holding on to unforgiveness when I should have let it go. I ask you to forgive me, cleanse me from that unrighteousness in Jesus' name. And you know, what was crazy was I felt like I had forgiven and kind of moved on from that situation before. But I would still have some times where like I would think about that person and I would just, you know, didn't feel good about him. But after this, I'm telling you, it was different. I would think about him and I had compassion for him. Like I would think about them and I would think, man, I wonder what led to them feeling like they had to be that way with me. I bet something happened to them that caused them to be that way. And it was like my heart changed. And I'm telling you, there was a level of, of freedom that I experienced there that I wasn't walking in before. And maybe some of you, that's where you find yourself today. Like you've taken a lot of really great steps, but, but maybe you've missed that. 
And I, I would just encourage you, if that's where you find yourself, to repent and ask God to forgive you and maybe even confess it to, to someone else you know and just say, hey, you know, I, I'm, I'm, would you pray with me over this? I'm, I'm asking God to forgive me and I want to confess it to you that I, I harbored some unforgiveness towards a person or towards this situation. Help me with that, amen? Here's number four, is pray for the person who hurts you. Dang it, right? <laughs> Pray for the person who hurts you. Well, this is what Jesus says, Matthew 5, 43. You've heard it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. It's funny. I say pray for the person who hurt you. Not one amen. <laughs> but I get it. It's because like we don't, you know, pray for them. Like when you pray for somebody, like you're praying for them. I don't want to pray for them. Like that means I gotta pray for them. Like I gotta want God to bless them. I don't want God to bless them, right? Can, can I be real with you? You're thinking that, some of you? Okay, but understand this. Here's, here's how God works. God ain't gonna bless somebody if they're not blessable. So if they're wronging people, God ain't just gonna bless them. It's not like you're gonna pray and they're gonna win the lottery and they're gonna be like, yeah, I can be a jerk more now. no. No, what God's going to do, what the Holy Spirit's going to do is he's going to begin to work on them to show them where they're wrong and where they need to get right. So as you're praying a blessing over them, Lord, I release them into your hands. I pray for them. I ask you to open up the windows of heaven, pour a blessing on them. That blessing may be that they see the error of their ways so they can get free. You say, I don't, I don't know though, Pastor Josh. I just, I don't think I can do this. Well, I totally agree with you. You can't do this on your own. You need some help. The great news is we got a lot of help. We got the word, which is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. And thank God for the Holy Spirit, who's your helper. And if you'll quit shushing him, here's what he'll do. He'll grab you by the hand and he'll walk with you through this thing. And he'll say, it's all right. And you can go to him and say, God, this hurts. Man, this hurts. What they did was wrong. And he says, he'll, you know what he'll tell you? I know it was wrong. But let's, let's keep going. We'll be okay. God's got more for you. And that, that wound will heal. It'll heal. And you know what? There may be a scar there, but you can look at that scar and you can say, that scar is a sign that God saw me through. And that scar is a testimony to the goodness of God. And I'm stronger because of that scar today. And other people can see that scar and they'll say, what happened there? And you'll say, man, I'll tell you what happened here. God showed up in my life. I was wronged. I was treated bad. But man, Jesus, he made a way. We got to choose to forgive. And then here's the, here's the last thing. Number one, we're going to choose to forgive. We're going to choose to release. We're going to repent. We're going to pray for that person. And then number five, we're going to repeat till it sticks. We're going to repeat. We're going to keep coming back. There are going to be days that you wake up and you're thinking about that person again. And there'll be that little itch and you want to scratch it. But you're going to say, nope, nope, not going to do it. Not going to take the Band-Aid off. Not going to pull back that because if I do, it's just going to, it's just going to be longer than I'm dealing with it. I'm going to, Lord, I, so today I'm, I'm, I'm having a bad day. I'm thinking about them, but God, I, I, I choose to forgive. I've, I've forgiven them. I've handed it over to you, Lord. And I thank you for the freedom that you're bringing to my life, for the healing that you're bringing to my life, Lord. I trust you with it. And we're going to keep doing this until one day we can think about that person. We can think about that situation. And we, we feel nothing but the love of God for us. Amen? Amen? Would you bow your heads and close your eyes this morning? What's the Holy Spirit saying to you 
today in this message, why don't you just take a moment and let the Spirit of God speak to you. And when I talk about the Holy Spirit speaking to you, here's what that means. It just means there's maybe some thoughts going through your mind right now. Thoughts that lead to peace, that lead to freedom. Those, that's how the, the Holy Spirit speaks to us. Thank you, Jesus. I ask you to minister to people today. And I want to invite you to do something this morning with your heads bowed and eyes closed. If you're here today and you would say, I need to forgive somebody. I need to forgive a situation. You know, it's funny, I was talking to somebody between services and they were saying, man, I need to just forgive our nation right now. I'm just so mad at our country. (laughs) Wherever you find yourself today, God wants to help you. The Holy Spirit wants to help you. But you gotta make some choices. And so here's what what I wanna do. I I wanna pray for you. And as I pray, I just want you to just make what I'm saying, just agree with it. Just allow this to be your heart this morning. So Lord, I just, I just thank you for all these people here today. And I know there's people in this room who've had terrible things happen to them. They've been hurt, Lord. And what was done to them was wrong and it's not okay. And you would look at that situation today and you would say, that is not what I wanted. But in spite of that, Lord, we choose to extend the same kind of grace we've received to those who've wronged us. Because we recognize we've wronged you, Lord, and yet you forgave us. And so, Lord, we choose to forgive today. And right now, we choose to release. We choose to say, they don't owe us anything. They don't owe us payback. They don't owe us an apology. They don't owe us relationship. They don't owe us anything. We release them of all debt. And Lord, for those who need to, we, we repent right now. We say, if we've held on to unforgiveness, we say we're sorry. Thank you for forgiving us. Thank you for the blood of Jesus, which can erase every sin. And Lord, right now, we just, (laughs) as hard as this may be right here, we just say, we pray a blessing over that person, over that thing. We say, God, we ask that you would put them in a blessable position, help them. And Lord, we, we say today, we know that tomorrow it may feel different. It may feel different an hour from now, but we're gonna repeat We're going to keep coming back to this because we love you, Lord. And our life is not about us. We're we're here in service to you. And you called us to this, and so this is how we will live. And we thank you for what you're doing in our hearts. Thank you for the freedom that we'll experience. We give you all the praise and glory for it in Jesus' name. Amen. With your head still bowed and eyes closed, maybe you're here today and you've never experienced the freedom of the forgiveness of your sins. You've never made Jesus the Lord of your life. Or maybe you would say today, I have, but I know that I'm not where I need to be with God today. I know I'm not right with the Lord and I wanna get right with the Lord. If that's you today, I'd love to pray for you. The Bible says if you believe in your heart, and you believe this, you believe that Jesus died on the cross for you, that he paid the price for your sins. If you can believe that and you're willing to confess that with your mouth, the Bible says you can be saved. And you can make Jesus the Lord of your life and he'll, he'll give you a brand new spirit and now you can begin to walk out a relationship with him where you, you begin this process of walking out your salvation and, and freeing your mind and freeing your emotions and freeing yourself from some of the things that we all get bogged down in life with. If that's you today and you wanna start that journey with Jesus, I wanna help you with that. So with every head bowed, every eye closed, I want you to just, if that's you today and you say, I want, I want Jesus, I want all of God, I, I, I recognize I need to get right with God today. If that's you, would you just lift up your hand? Just put your hand up. You can put it up, put it right back down. I see that hand back there. Yes. Anybody else? That's you. Just lift up your hand. 
praise God. Thank you, Jesus. We thank you for that person that lifted their hand. Church, we're going to pray a prayer. And and that person who raised your hand, I want you to to say this out loud. And we're all going to pray with you because we're all in agreement with you. So pray this with me, church. Say, Father God, thank you for Jesus. Thank you for sending your son to die on the cross so that my sins could be forgiven. I believe that you died for me and I believe that you rose from the grave so I could step into new life with you. Thank you for forgiving me. I give you my life, my past, my present, my future, my all. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to this week's message from New Song Church. If you have a prayer need or would like more information about New Song, you can email info at newsongpeople.com. If you would like to partner with New Song through giving, go to www.newsongpeople.com forward slash give. And if you want to stay connected to New Song, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by searching for New Song People.